to try to use a, a baseball analogy on a football recruiting show, is Saturday the bottom of the ninth for uh, OU recruiting in the 2024 class when it comes to Grant Bricks? Final visit for the four-star offensive tackle. Bases are loaded. Bottom of the ninth. And Bill Biedenboe is coming in the plate to try and win the game. Kind of feels like that a little bit. Final visit most likely for Grant Bricks. You got kind of the final at-bat here for what would be your third highest ranked offensive player in the 2024 class. The question is, do you trust Bill Biedenboe to come in the clutch at the plate with the bases loaded and two outs? <laughs> oh boy, don't ask the text line. The text line will have opinions on Bill Biedenboe. But I, to be honest, here's the thing, Tyler. Here's what most everyone needs to understand at this point with the Grant Bricks recruitment. People look at recruiting, and I would say this this is mostly recruiting casuals that do this. But even so, there are some diehard recruiting fans that have an overly simplistic way of looking at the recruiting process and fail to approach it with a perspective that accounts for the specific nuances, needs, desires, uh that are exclusive to an individual recruit and their process. And so people are going to look at the outcome of the Grant Bricks recruitment. And if Bricks doesn't come to Oklahoma, they're going to say, <laughs> Beaton sucks. Trust me, folks. That will happen. Yeah, if Grant Bricks doesn't choose the University of Oklahoma, it's not about Bill Beatonbow. Because, and I cannot stress this enough, recruits choose schools for more than just their position coach. And this weekend's visit for Grant Bricks is not about Bill Biedenboe hardly at all. Trust me, I've had a myriad of conversations with the kid, his dad. They understand who Bill Biedenboe is and what he can do for Bricks in the long term as far as his career. But this is a farm kid from Western Iowa. He's not necessarily approaching this with the lens of, okay, I just need to go to the best place for me to get developed into an NFL offensive tackle. He's also good enough and unique enough that he can probably become an NFL football player anywhere he goes. What this visit this weekend is about, and I mentioned it in the 12 o'clock hour, it's about making Grant Bricks feel at home with the environment at Oklahoma and making him feel like, as he put it to me, when I went up there, what is this, two weeks ago now, he said, look, at this point – it's just about walking into one of these places, experiencing a game day, and feeling like I'm ready to go hit somebody in the mouth for this football team. And the fact that that didn't happen at Nebraska, I would say that's a good sign. You have a chance to make that happen this weekend at Oklahoma. And again, ultimately, that boils down to the environment within the palace the fans that show out how much fervence they show the Sooners play on the field how well they handle their business and how effectively they handle their business against West Virginia and interactions with a lot of peers it, that's more so what this weekend's visit is about for Bricks than everything that Bill Biedenboe I hope Runzas aren't uh, a factor in this recruiting. If so, you're going to have to find a way to make some homemade Runzas before the uh, visit on Saturday nights. All right? If, if Runzas do indeed become a big factor in this, and, hey, I know Nebraska plays at home this week. I know they play at Maryland. I wouldn't put it past Nebraska to park the uh, Husker football truck somewhere in Norman like they did in Logan, Iowa a few weeks ago. 
I feel like I'll be driving to the stadium on Saturday and see the Husker football see, truck parked right outside uh, Owen Field. Cruising down Lindsay. Probably, yeah. An enormous Nebraska football semi in the Velvet Taco parking lot. Pro- I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past Nebraska at this point after they pulled that a few weeks ago in uh, Logan, Iowa. But no, Grant Brick, six foot six, 280 pounds out of Logan, Iowa. The number 100 player, according to Rivals. Uh, he would be behind only Tater, uh, Taylor Tatum and Devon Mitchell in this class in terms of offensive players. And how many times um, has he visited Norman previously? It looked like on Rivals it's, he's had four previous visits, four and this visits. would be his fifth, correct? This will yeah. be his fifth trip to Norman. Yeah, so he visited last November. He visited in March, beginning of March. He took his official visit in June, and his most recent trip to Norman was at the end of July. So he has been down four times. Uh, look, they love Bill Biedenboe. And, and, and I was like, going to say, it feels like a natural fit between that family and, yep. and Bill Biedenboe. They love yeah. them some Bill Biedenboe. So, again, kid picks Nebraska or Kansas State. That's not about Bill Biedenboe, folks. It's not. And if he does choose Oklahoma, yeah, in large part it's due to Bill Biedenboe and what he can do for Bricks. But it's also just about the fact that as – as a community, as a program, Oklahoma was able to make a farm kid from a town of 1,200 people feel like he could make a home for himself, build a community for himself 500 miles away. Uh, okay, from the 918, Coach B, built like the babe, call and take your shot, Coach. That's what we need during warm-ups. Um, Bill Biedenboe has a wiffle ball bat out there on the field, and he's just calling a shot. He's pointing to the East Bleachers. He's calling it that Grant Bricks is going to commit to OU in the Grant 2024 Bricks, class. At some you point. are an Oklahoma Sooner. <laughs> yes. Uh, Florida Sooner says Bricks is another reason the idiots better not boo regardless of what happens. Is that is that a thing? Uh, you, you, you can't be booing. You are, can't be booing. Wait, 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 wait. I, is that like a thing that people might boo on Saturday? Or was I... I mean, I, I've seen it the last time West well, Virginia was here. It happened. I remember well, that. I mean, let's just uh, consider. Consider for a moment what happens if, heaven forbid, you have a fourth and short, Jeff Levy calls a jet sweep, and it gets stuffed. We want Luttrell! <laughs> we want Luttrell! <laughs> Is the student section going to be chanting that? They, they want uh, Britt to pull a D on yeah, and listen, change OCs in the middle of the season? In as much as it depends on you, folks. Good vibes only on Saturday because that's going to matter to recruits. And I mentioned it earlier this morning. We were recording the OU Insider Under the Visor pregame podcast. And I said, look, you're going head-to-head with Nebraska, right? What is the one thing right now that you can't take away from Nebraska that is part and parcel of their football identity? Their fake sellout streak. Bingo. The sellout streak. The fake one, yeah. Yes. It Should it have ended a couple years ago? Yes, it should have. But it is... By hook or by crook, still alive, and to those fans' credit, they pack out that stadium every single Saturday, regardless of how much Nebraska sucks. So, they're going to emphasize that in their pitch to Bricks is, hey, come here where you can be a local legend just for wearing the scarlet and the cream at the University of Nebraska and come play for the most loyal fan base in America. And... That's all fine and well. I, obviously, they're not very good. But for a kid that is only an hour and a half away from Lincoln, if he feels like, you know what, I can stay close to home and I can play for a fan base that loves me. And I can have the unwavering support of hundreds of thousands of Husker fans across the state. Well, that might 
that might hit the heart for a kid like that. And so if you're Oklahoma, you got to show him something similar. Big or it, something that, as an SEC program to be, goes beyond that Nebraska love. Big Rich and OKC, we have played in like seven national championship games or playoffs in the past 20 years. Nebraska, none. Not to mention all of our conference titles. This shouldn't be that hard. And it goes back to the uh, proximity from uh, home there in low. I, well, if you listen to the show on any sort of regular basis, you kind of know the situation here with Grant Briggs. Yeah. They they know they know what OU provides versus Nebraska on that side of things. But there's a proximity to home. There's harvest. You got to get home for harvest and help out the family. Hey, Bill Beatenbow would probably drive his ass up there and help out on the family farm if that's what it comes down to. <laughs> Guy from Parts Unknown says, I mean, I like Bill, but how convenient. Gets credit if we get him. No fault if we don't. SMH. I mean, Guy, I, like, that's just kind of how it is. Because, again, if you've been following the Grant Bricks recruitment, you know what the kids' final three schools are. You know what the allure is for each of those three schools. And it's very blatantly obvious that if the kid chooses Oklahoma, he's choosing Oklahoma because he's decided he can put his inhibitions about being far from home to rest, and he can buy into being great at a program that's going to develop him for the NFL. And guess what? If he picks Nebraska, it's pretty much because he wants to stay close to home. Yeah. Uh, Blue says, get Bricks' girlfriend to OU. Can OU get a John Deere NIL deal for offensive linemen? Um, I... That's the thing about Grant Bricks. There's a lot of possibilities for NIL deals, John Deere being uh, one of the many. One of the, one of the many. Whatever John Deere NIL deal he gets, it would be uh, shipped back up to the uh, family farm up there you in Logan, just, Iowa. You know, you're going you're gonna to need the Bricks and Stone podcast. I know. If, that's, if yeah, those I know. guys both end up in OU's class. Which, by, yeah, David Stone, um, yeah, he's, uh, he, he's not flirting around with anyone else. We're not hearing any of that scuttlebutt going on right now. He's, uh, he's, he's locked in. He's, he's acting like the biggest fan still on uh, social media. Oh, I heard he was following Bob Stoops to Mississippi State. <laughs> oh, gee. Bob Stoops is coming up at uh, 345 today. Oh, will not be <laughs> asking him. Will not be asking him about the uh, Mississippi State rumors on message board geniuses. Then he ends up being the next head coach at Washington State. Oh, jeez. See, you got you to gotta be careful how you phrase the question. Can't just say, reverse path the next of head Mike coach Leach? at Mississippi State? You got to go, Bob. Do you plan to be the head coach at another college program next season? Nine one eight Chiefs are on a bye this week. Any chance Creed comes in this weekend? Uh, I saw this was shortly after the Super Bowl back in February. I saw Creed back in uh, OKC. He was out with some friends. Um, I have no idea if he's coming back to Norman this weekend. But would it be cool? Uh, would it potentially help your recruitment of Grant Bricks? It, I mean, it wouldn't hurt it, that's for sure. I mean, Creed Humphreys known now as what, um, if not the best center, certainly like a top three center in, in the league right now. So, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully Creed comes in for I, a visit this I, I'm weekend. wondering if you maybe had a slip of the tongue because Mark Fermin had said, I did, is, yeah, is I think Tater I did. Tatum a new recruit? I did, yeah. I'd Tater say Tatum. Tatum. I, I did correct myself. I said Tater <laughs> Taylor Tatum, uh, Devon Mitchell, then Grant Bricks. But hey, Tater, maybe that's going to be his nickname when he gets here. Maybe so. I don't know Man. if that's. I don't know if that would be a good thing if that ends up being his nickname. I'm really stoked to see Grant Bricks at the All American Bowl in San Antonio, up, uh, coming up in January because he performs well enough. Whoa, 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 huh? Are you about to? Huh? 
I could see him making a move into the top 50 at that point. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to throw out five-star. Well, I, I mean, that's, is it, that's is not it out of the realm of possibility? It. No, it is not. Am I counting on it? No, but not out of the realm of possibility by any stretch. Speaking of the All-American game, I was uh, laughing earlier today where I saw, uh, hey, Nebraska commit Carter Nelson will play 11-man football for the first time <laughs> in the <laughs> All-American right. Bowl this that's year. That's right. I like, forgot whoa! about that. How about that for a change? Surrounded by the best athletes you've ever played with and against, and it's the first time that you've played 11-man football. I'm sure Carter Nelson will do just fine, but I uh, I found that funny. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. How about this text line? We'll hit this when we get back. We'll get to your submissions. We do a lot of uh, fun, fake awards on this show, most notably the KREF Recruiter of the Month. But if we were to hand out the freshman of the year, the freshman of the year from the 2023 recruiting class, who should it be right now, or who's it going to be? Peyton Bowen going to be a very popular pick. PJ might get some votes. Caden Green, though, the way that he's playing recently, could he get some votes? Let us know who you think the most impressive freshman has been on this team. 405-651-3439. More OU football, more OU Cruton next. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, and you, the ref army as well, listening nationwide via the free KREF app. Brighton, Colorado is tuned in today. Morgantown, West Virginia, once again, dude. I'm telling you, they're spying. They're trying to get some intel. All they're getting right now this hour is uh, recruiting intel on Grant Bricks. Bristow, Virginia. Decatur, Illinois. Manhattan, Kansas. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Small town of the day, Quinton, Oklahoma. Uh, Ref Army Locator brought to you by Affordable Door Company, where they do residential garage doors, commercial garage doors, service and repair, and garage doors openers as well. 405-635-9499. That's 405-635-9499. Affordable Door Company. Who's been the most impressive freshman? Who's had the best freshman season so far from the 2023 class? Um, A lot of Peyton Bowen, which I thought we would get. But we are getting some Caden Green on the uh, text line. It's very obviously one of those two, right? Like, those are really the only two guys in contention. Am I missing anyone? Well, PJ would have been in contention at at one point. Sure. Um, And not that he's not having a good year. He is, and he's getting more and more snaps. But um, Caden Green has just – I think when we look back at this year, and the run game's starting to get going a little bit. And if that continues throughout the course of the rest of the regular season and into the bowl game – if the run game really like, looks the part, this final stretch, who are we going to give credit to at the end of the year? Well, probably a few people, but we're going to look at the moment that Caden Green was really inserted in the lineup as one of the big moments for that offensive line, don't you think? Yeah, Tavondre Sweat knows exactly who that dude is. Mm, man. Best freshman this year, Cassidy Pickering, says the text line. <laughs> oh, you softball fans know all about that. Somebody said it's actually Nick Anderson, and yes, he is a freshman. Okay, technicalities. True freshman. I said from the 2023 class, okay? Caden Green, hashtag 915 Sooner Family. Uh, 918 Peyton Bowen, not even close, especially when you figure in his special teams play. Stud, enjoy. We only have him for two more years. Uh, K.A. and B.A. says Peyton Bowen hands, da- hands down. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of Peyton Bowen on here. Here's the thing. like, And this is kind of a sidecar conversation here. But you're, you, inevitably, people 
will throw a lot of that stuff out there when a guy's excelling early in his career mm-hmm. as a freshman. Oh, he's a three years and off to the NFL type of guy. You remember what Clemson was really, really good at during their prime, like their keeping golden players years all four style. years, keeping even players all fifth. four years. That staff was really, really good at convincing dudes who could have gone and gotten drafted after their junior year to return and help them chase a championship. So, with a guy like Peyton Bowen or a guy like Caden Green, it's easy to sit here and say, "Oh yeah, shoot, I mean, shoot, you only got those guys for two more years, then they're off to the NFL." That might not be the case. You might be able to squeeze an extra year out of those dudes. Unless they're like a top 15 pick. Then, well, I mean, sure, know, that's going to be tough. Right. But if it's like a tweener, like, um, well, it's pretty close here. You can come back and have another year. Like, I, 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 I get what you're saying there for sure. And you'd like, you'd like for that to start this offseason, getting Danny Stutzman and exactly. Billy Bowman back. I mean, when we talk about next year, your first year in the SEC, I like, I like Kip Lewis too, guys. I, I really like Kip Lewis. But will that defense be better next year if Danny Stutzman and, and uh, Billy Bowman are a part of it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. 100%. What if you could get Woody Washington to come back for another year? Because uh, he's got another one. But you got some young talent at corner, but still, the same point is you're, you're a lot better if Woody Washington's ever Well, there. And those types of dudes, Tyler, they can constitute the razor's edge between winning seven games in the SEC and winning ten games in the SEC. Because you're going to play a lot of close football games because there are no scrubs in that conference. And you look at the schedule next year that Oklahoma's going to play, they'll be able to run with anybody, but on on the flip side, everybody's going to be able to run with them. And so having experienced football players that have been impact contributors for your program for years that understand the drill – that are positive influences on the younger generation of Sooner football players, those guys can make a ton of difference and would make a ton of difference for Oklahoma next year in year one of the SEC. Because, again, that can having a guy like that, having a guy that has all the physical tools and all the measurables, but that also knows when and where to be on the field and – maybe just has a little bit better of a cerebral understanding of what they need to do, what they need to execute. Man, you can't have enough of those guys. Sooner Phil, or as we uh, pronounce Phil, feel on the on the rush. CG, Caden Green. Uh, there's another vote for Caden Green. 918, fresh men of 2023 class are Peyton Bowen and PJ. That's from Mr. Anderson in Tulsa. L- let, me, let me go back to Caden Green real quick. Because he was recruited as a tackle, and he was one of the best tackles in the 2023 class. He's playing pretty well at guard right now. And if Guyton goes to the league, I mean, you're going to need at least one tackle, you know, most likely anyway. Really, the question is, is there any chance that he's so good at guard that they just leave him there? Or is he destined to be one of your starting tackles as early as next season? We know he's going to be a starter next year. That that part seems certain. But where is Caden Green going to play next year, seeing as what he's shown on the inside? I don't think you move that, dude. I think you have your answer at left guard. And I think Jacob Sexton is your answer at left tackle next year. That's pretty obvious. I just – I. Right tackle is my one question mark because you're going to have to replace Tyler Guyton. Yeah. Like he, he will be off to the NFL. And so do you have an answer from within? Maybe. 
but right tackle is also the one position where it kind of like Rouse this past offseason. If you don't have an immediately evident answer there, and the Sooners didn't because Sexton had torn his ACL in the bowl game, it made sense to go and get Rouse. I think it's going to make sense for Oklahoma to bring in an experienced guy who can play right tackle this offseason. And if he starts, great. If you got somebody from within that rises up and proves they're worthy of taking that job, then okay. I mean, that's again, I I don't think you're wringing your hands over that. Sooner Dougie says, since Jada was the reason why Billy came to OU and she's graduating, we need to get the Oklahoma City Spark to draft her, and then we've got a shot. That, that could happen. It could happen. Jada Colbert's definitely going to be a first-round pick uh, when, when it's all said and done here in, uh, in Norman. From the 918 JFA after he leads a comeback this Saturday. That's from Hot Pie saying, JFA, Jackson Arnold's going to lead a game-winning comeback drive on Saturday. Then we'll be saying he's the best freshman of the 2023 class. And I know just about every show has had the topic of conversation. Hey, uh, what uh, should they play? Jackson Arnold, a little bit moving forward. Travis and I got to that subject yesterday, and oh, buddy, it was a fight with the text line. Really? There is, uh, there's many of texters that want Jackson Arnold to play a lot more and well, even start as soon as this Saturday. Okay, but I, Texter brought it up earlier, I think in the 12 o'clock hour, and it's a great counterpoint. Why would you give SEC teams film on Jackson Arnold? Well, I mean, he's going to start... Like, it's o- not o- a question. O- yeah. o- OU's non-conference games next year are already set. Like we don't know the dates of when the SEC games are played, but they've already released the dates for the non-conference games next year. Your first three weeks are set with non-conference games, and then that main game is like to be decided. It's probably going to be a November game. So Jackson Arnold's going to get three starts before he ever plays an SEC opponent. No, it's not going to be some you know heavy hitter like Tulane and Houston will be two of those first three games. But, there, I mean, it's he'll get some action before he faces his first SEC team. So if your only reason to start him is to get him reps before next year, that's just where I can't, I can't get on board with that. No, the difference in Jackson Arnold's readiness for SEC mm-hmm. play, there's not going to be a tremendous, a, a tremendous difference one way or another there between him starting four games at the end of the 2023 season and him just riding pine and continuing to get practice reps. It's not going to make that much of an impact. Uh, I uh, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So I would say the leader right now for freshman of the year, uh, another one of our fake awards that we like to do, Peyton Bowen is the leader, but watch out for Caden Green. Watch out for Caden Green. Turnbow in OKC says, the people that want JFA to start now are people that are smoking a lot of weed. Gunny, hey, Gunny does not want Jackson Arnold to start right away. Actually, I don't know what uh, Gunny's thoughts are on that but the last part of that text he's who who i immediately thought he's who all of us immediately thought of when uh, when parker read that um brennan thompson is uh I, I, he played a lot more versus what uh how much we've seen him previously is uh that just not going to be a thing within the offense i mean they tried to go deep to him he dropped that key what was it third down, third down yeah um what's what's brennan thompson's role look like moving forward See much of him? I more of the same. Probably exactly what it has been. Highly situational. You need a guy who can stretch the field. You throw him out there. But 
I don't imagine he is on the field 30 snaps a game at any point this year. Yeah. I mean, we talked a lot about Brennan Thompson going into the Bedlam game, and he had an opportunity on third down and dropped it, man. Would have been a first down. So, got to take advantage of uh, your opportunities when when you're out there. That's that's for sure. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. More OU Cruton, more OU football next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. And hey, if you don't want to watch the Chicago Bears and the Carolina Panthers play tonight on Thursday Night Football, I don't blame you. We got a better option for you on krefsports.tv. How about some high school playoff action, 6A1, Broken Arrow at Norman High tonight, 7 p.m., standalone game on this Thursday night in 6A1 on krefsports.tv. You can check that out on your smartphone, computer, iPad, krefsports.tv, Broken Arrow at Norman High. BA's been pretty kind to OU here recently. What, Rain, RSJ, anyone else that I'm forgetting about? Offhand, no, I think Rain and RSJ are the only two. RSJ got a chance to have um, a uh, very nice career at the University of Oklahoma. Very yeah, nice career. I, I was thinking J.J. Hester for a second, but he was a Booker T guy. Yeah, I think it's just Raymond RSJ. Uh, Justin and Edmund says, Hey, Parker and Tyler, can you please tell me where we stand on Jordan Seton and where will you guys be Saturday? Because last time I talked to you guys in person was at the Baylor game last year, and I asked about Peyton Bowen flipping to OU. And I'm going to ask about Winery, LOL. <laughs> uh, well, Justin, first, there was an update on 24-7 by Fong on Jordan Seaton, and I don't even think, doesn't even look like OU's in Seaton's top five right now. So I, I would say don't even really pay much attention to that. Where will we be on Saturday? We will be at, uh, par- both Parker and I will be at uh, Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. I'll be there from 3 to 5. What time are you going to be there? I'm going to be there 12 to 2. 12 that to is 2? my slot. Okay. And then, so, if, yeah, if you want to come on by, come on by. And then the OU Insider tailgate is where I will be, right across on Lindsay. If you see the big tent that says OU Insider set up right across that's, from Owen that's Field. That's people's cue to go That's over there. people's cue to come on over, have some free food, chat with us, chat with some recruits and their families, because I know at least a few are stopping by, and uh, just generally enjoy some camaraderie. Sooner Warrior wants a williams Winery update. Doesn't seem to be a whole lot of uh, smoke slash scuttlebutt that williams Winery is uh, making it in this weekend, unless uh, you know something that, that I don't about Winery making it in. Uh, has there been scuttlebutt? There has been, I mean. Y- 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 okay, uh, yes, there has. Uh, again, I will revert back to what I said about Winery as well as Bryant-Wesco. Because of the circumstances and because of those two and their their magnitude on the national spectrum spectrum, excuse me, as recruits, I don't think that if they were to show up, it would be something that anybody could or would confirm ahead of time. Because I don't think the OU football program would want that confirmed. It'll be quiet. It'll be secret. It'll be quiet. Um, I love that you guys are texting so much about softball today. How about that? CD from Hockley says, how about some Battle Series softball tonight? Um, so we talked about uh, signing day, early signing period yesterday for basketball, baseball, uh, women's hoops, softball. So I read something today. Just a real quick softball recruiting update. Uh, OU signed eight players yesterday. All eight rank in the top 25. 
And one recruiting analyst that covers college softball says, uh, this may be like the best class that I've ever seen before uh, when it comes to college softball. So, yeah, uh, surprise, right? Surprise! Patty Gasso got another uh, another great recruiting haul. And I just put up a, a, a new episode of that on uh, the Diamond Envy podcast. Just uploaded that a couple of hours ago. So full signing day coverage there. But Patty Gasso has uh, done it once again on the recruiting trail. Remember Sam Dubwig that we talked about yesterday? The Panta that's going to be in town on Saturday. The number six punter, according to Cole's Kicking Camp, the five-star. Uh, I think it was, was it Rivals that caught up with him? Anyway, it looks like um, it's OU, it's Arkansas, and Michigan State mainly for Sam Dub- Sam Dubwick, a uh, top six punter. All these programs show a high-level interest, and I'm just waiting for their seasons to come to an end before I see which schools will offer me. He will be punting in the All-American Bowl coming up uh, later this year. Oh, fun. Yeah. I'll be there. He's from Arkansas, correct? Correct, yes. Okay. So it would stand to reason that Arkansas is the favorite, would be the favorite, because... He'll punt a lot there. Odds, <laughs> he will punt a lot there, and odds of a punter getting a scholarship to either Oklahoma or Michigan State, not high. I mean, Oklahoma hasn't issued a scholarship to a specialist in the Brent Venables era, at least not a, a permanent one. Josh Plaster got a scholarship for the spring semester, but that was it. Um I, I, I figure Oklahoma would offer him as a preferred walk-on. And at that point, if you're Arkansas, really all you have to do is offer him as a preferred walk-on because as an in-state kid, tuition is definitely going to be cheaper in the state of Arkansas than going out of state to Oklahoma. I mean, do you is OU in a situation where they just desperately need a, a punter next year? Next year, no. I don't feel like that's the, the case either. The yeah. year after, yeah, probably, because – Elzinga next year will be his last year of eligibility. I think Plaster has next year too. I think so. Um, but after that, I'm trying to think if they have another punter on the roster. Ashton Logan, the Colorado transfer, and he has three years. I want to say. So, I do you want to? I mean, they're already giving out a, a ton of scholarships uh, already in this class. I mean, are they going to give out another find, one to a punter? I don't, I don't know, man. My, my thing is just find the best punter in the state of Oklahoma and give that guy an NIL scholarly, basically. Stewart in Norman says, what happens hypothetically if Dylan wants to stay next year? I, <laughs> I, we've just been led to believe all along that that's not, that's, not, that's not going to happen. It's almost like the two sides have understood, like, all right, this is your last year, and then Jackson Arnold's the quarterback in the SEC. It'd be very awkward and very weird, I guess, if that, yeah, that would let's happen. Yeah, just, let's just hope that situation doesn't arise because somebody is going to have to get their feelings hurt. I'm glad this text uh, rolled in because I did want to talk about this today. Do we know anything about Danny Okoye? And for those of you on Twitter, you probably saw last night he's uh, at the doctor's office or wherever. He's He's throwing the horns down while he's there and – Apparently, he's home. Uh, pray for my health, y'all. He was at St. Francis Hospital in Tulsa last night. Any idea what's going on with Danny Okoye and why he was at the hospital last night yeah, throwing so the I, horns I, down? I, I do know what's going on, and suffice to say, it is not an injury. I don't want to get into the details because I try to be as nonspecific with these situations as possible, but basically, it is not something that's going to affect Danny Okoye in the long term. Uh, I was told this morning he was either about to check out of the hospital or already had checked I out. I think he posted that he was back home. 
Yeah, I want to say. So, yeah, he's he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. I'm just glad he was uh, feeling okay enough to throw the horns down while at the hospital last night. And, of course, Texas fans were in his mentions. So, <laughs> this is how much we're in the mind of Oklahoma and its fans and its recruits, that they feel the need to throw the horns down even when they're at the hospital. Okay. All right, dude. Mark and Blanchard says, I'll ask again, who would win between Bixby and Carl Albert? I've asked this question quite a bit to people who have, you know, are familiar with the scene uh, across the state. And I don't know if I've heard anyone that picked Carl Albert yeah, to, to win that game. Everyone's like, can. oh, yeah, Bixby would win. Bixby would win. Bixby's in a league of their own right now. It's crazy, man. God, the, just the uh, Bixby or the field in 6A1, I will go ahead and take Bixby over the field. Yeah, the line is Bixby playoff. minus 350 <laughs> in that one. I, if, if not, even more steep than that, man. Could be even steeper than that. Quinn Ewers will be returning as the starting quarterback of the Texas Longhorns on Saturday. Uh, that broke about two hours ago. It's being reported widely now. Um, how does that shift your opinion on if Texas will lose one of its final three games to get OU in the Big 12 championship? Is Quinn Ewers being back change your opinion? Not really. I, I think Texas wins their final three games. And wouldn't I love it if they tripped up somewhere along the way, but I... I think they win their final three games. I think uh, that Iowa State game is going to be tricky, man. Iowa State game is going to be very tricky. That's that's a defense, and with the style that they play, the thing is Texas can run the ball with Jonathan Brooks, but um, that's that's a defense that could cause Quinn Ewers to force some mistakes. That's 100%. So that's, that's their toughest test left, I think. Jeff from OKC says, are we going to have an issue with bowl game opt-outs? Depends on which bowl game you go to, Jeff. It definitely depends on which bowl game you go to. I, I would say no. I would say the only guy that I'd be concerned about opting out for the bowl game would be Tyler Guyton. Nobody else really comes to mind as somebody that would have a reason to opt out of the bowl game, if that makes sense. I don't think Danny Stutzman is opting out One way out or the other, yeah. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, he'll play the bowl game. Pretty confident in that. So, yeah, I think Guyton is probably the only guy that would have a reason to opt out. And maybe if you're in New Year's Six Bowl, maybe he plays in uh, in that one. But I would tend to agree. I don't think you're going to get a ton of opt-outs uh, this bowl season. Coming up, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Still a lot of crouton to get to, a lot of OU football as well, right here on the ref. Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC in El Reno, bring you this hour of Locked In. Dorsey Jones, they have a low-pressure environment which creates an enjoyable experience for everyone, and their sales staff is knowledgeable and eager to assist you before and after the buying process. They have all that and great pricing as well. Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC in El Reno. Uh, Quick recruiting update. OU is ranked number six, according to Rivals, number seven on 24-7, number four in the 2025 class uh, on uh, 24-7, I believe, and you got Alex Shield Knight tomorrow. Um, what's what's the time on that for Alex Shield Knight? Is he got he a game is tomorrow? Announcing before his game, so it'll be that'd be a playoff game for them, right? Yes, it is a playoff game. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd yeah, like six forty-five mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. So on on the field before the game, yeah, the PA guy will just be like, "Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Shield Knight picks the University of Oklahoma," and everyone just starts. Going crazy. Yeah, probably. It won't be like uh, 
Nigel Smith. God, that stadium at Melissa is just, is just unreal. It's I, it's I, crazy. I, Didn't they show his commitment on the jumbotron at Melissa yes. <laughs> earlier this year? I'm gonna say it. I was at Melissa one week ago for the first time since that new stadium opened. That stadium is nicer than Skelly Field in Tulsa. Um, okay. Like, that is a nicer football facility than a G5 Division One football program. I had a nice time at H.A. Chapman Stadium earlier this year. But now, I, listen, I, I, I did too. Like, that's, it, it's not a knock on Tulsa. It's just a credit to what Melissa has orchestrated there. It is an amazing venue. It is, without question, the best, coolest, most awesome high school football stadium I've ever been to. Yeah, it looks uh, it, it looks really awesome, man. Really awesome. 918, I just passed eight cattle trucks that were all lined up on the side of the highway. And about 29, literally not kidding, police cars, a lot of fire trucks are there. And I thought to myself, ah, oh, that's cool. Grant Bricks is getting an escort to Norman. Then I looked, and it looked like there were about 40 trash bags full of white stuff coming out of one of the trailers. Oh, no. Is it the cartel then? Actually, cartel escorting Grant Bricks to Norman? Is that what's going on? Boy, I hope not. <laughs> Hopefully it's not like the Nebraska cartel or something like that. He'll be, uh, he'll be winding up in Lincoln, Nebraska most likely if that's the case. The corn cartel. Mm-hmm. I bet they do have a fan group. Like, you know how they always hold, have the signs outside like Californians for Nebraskans or for Nebraska, North Texans, Nebraska, North Texans for Nebraska, whatever? I bet that they have that, the corn cartel up, up there somewhere. I have no doubts. Sugar Shane says the, right, the wrong kind of bricks. Yeah, yes, I was about that's to say, good. Okay, when you say white stuff, like what are we talking about? What kind of white stuff? I think we're talking about cocaine is, okay. is what we're talking well. about here. Honolulu Sooner, we need to recruit the second coming of Jeremiah was a bullfro- bullfrog at fullback. Block for those running backs and demolish people on screen passes. Well... If you have that player in this class, it's going to be Xavier Robinson, right? That is true. I think he's the closest thing to Jeremiah Hall in this recruiting class for Oklahoma. But if Honolulu Sooner, you want to get back to having those H-back, fullback type of players, I would absolutely agree with you. And I think ultimately, Xavier Robinson has a chance to be kind of that that next player for this program. But you're seeing it this year, man. Like, How much better would this offense be? If Braden Willis was a part of it, I don't think it takes it from, you know, it's the difference in scoring, you know, seven more points a game or anything like that. But to have that versatile player that you can get the ball to, but that, that can also block for you, help you out in the run game, this offense would, um, this offense would really like a Braden Willis at this time, man. That'd be that'd be big for them. Gunny is offering to take off work and show me around Wagoner. Tomorrow. I don't, I don't think you can, I don't think you can turn that down. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, I could – never mind, I'm not going to go there. Not going to go there. Is this back to the bricks that we were just talking about? <laughs> I was about to not say. B-R-I-X bricks. Gun- Gunny could get me a second-hand high. <laughs> Probably. Not sure well. if I need that on a work night. But, no, Gunny, I, I appreciate the offer. Uh, I've been through Wagoner before, mm-hmm. so I I kind of know the run of the mill out there. Hope to see you out there, though. Would love to uh, – Make your acquaintance. Here was a quote from last night. Tell me if you think that this is fact or if you think that this is crap. Lance Leipold, Kansas head coach, he was asked to address the rumors 
about his future at Kansas during a hot talk interview. I'm guessing it's one of those uh, weekly you know, shows that the university has with the head coach. Leipold said, quote, this is the only interview I've done in the past 48 hours, and that's the way it's going to be. He said Kansas is the last job uh, he's going to have. Is that fact uh, or is that crap? Huh. L- only interview he's done in the last 48 hours. So he interviewed last week mm. is what I'm hearing. Are there rumors out there that Leipold's going to take like the Michigan State job or I something? I mean, there are rumors. Yeah, I'd like, to be, from where I sit, I expect him to stay at Kansas. I do think that'll be his last coaching job. Now, who knows? Maybe. I mean, we I, I feel like after Muleshoe, we really have to scrutinize every single thing a coach says about the possibility of him taking another job because how many loopholes can he leave himself? He said, okay, did he say he expects this to be the last job? He said Kansas is the last job he's going to have. Oh, just straight up. Kansas is the last job he's So maybe have. he can go somewhere else and then come back to Kansas. Like, I told you it was the last job <laughs> I was ever going to exactly. have. Exactly. Exactly. Got to be looking for those loopholes. Mark Vermeer says, Leipold, the Mississippi State job. Yeah. I, Laughing face emoji. I don't, I don't think Lance Leipold is a mule shoe, conniving lies type of guy. I think when he says he plans at being at Kansas, he plans on being at Kansas for the long haul. I think he means it. Uh, Grant Bricks in town this weekend. EPL and Eugene, Oregon, to see Oregon put up sixty three on USC. Oh, is that a thing? Is that where EPL is going to be? Uh, Eugene, I, I have no confirmation of that. Mm, okay, is he going to be in Norman? Doesn't sound like he's going to be in Norman. Okay, he'll 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 be somewhere, but he won't be in Norman, Oklahoma. At least Grant Probably Bricks so. will be. Uh, Bob Stoops joins us at three forty five. The rush coming up next.